The dynamic ministry of Pastor Mark has blessed hundreds of lives across the globe. In this message, you'll be informed by the Word of God, reformed by the love of God, and transformed by the power of God as Pastor Mark takes us through a journey of the revealed Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Word. Shalom everybody. Thank God it's Wednesday. I'm so excited to come your way once again with your favorite podcast of the week, the Wednesday podcast. I hope this message meets you and yours in perfect condition. Shall we take a word of prayer if you don't mind? We ask in the name of Jesus that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory in his inheritance in the saints in jesus mighty name we pray with thanksgiving and the saints of god would say a big amen hallelujah welcome to the month of april a month of visions hallelujah to begin with shall we open our bibles to the book of genesis chapter 1 reading from verse 26 genesis chapter 1 verse 26 i'm reading from the new king james version then god said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth hallelujah shall we take that scripture once again for emphasis genesis 1 26 then god said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth this brings us to our message for today god's vision for man god's vision for man in exploring our theme for the month which is our month of visions one thing that i believe is paramount would be to deduce and to discover god's vision for man because i believe that at the center of everything that is happening the child of god the believer in christ must come to the place of understanding god's vision for man it is only at this point that many of what we do would make sense to us if not there would remain a cycle of endless and fruitless religious activities that lack the motivation back in it because it is not proceeding from the place of 
understanding and revelation now we will look at what is vision when we say vision what are we talking about vision is embracing the future with the arms of picturing and preparation vision is the ability to see what others are not seeing what is vision vision is a peep into the unlimited possibilities of tomorrow what is vision vision is spotting the difference and making a difference what is vision vision is engaging the power of imagination hallelujah i'll take that again for free vision is embracing the future with the arms of picturing and preparation vision is the ability to see what others are not seeing vision is a peep into the unlimited possibilities and opportunities of tomorrow vision is spotting the difference and making a difference vision is engaging the power of imagination if we now understand what vision is let's look at what god's vision is what is god's vision child of god brothers and sisters there is what i call the plurality of god's vision and the unity of god's vision so the plurality of god's vision refers to his eternal plan and purposes for individuals for families for communities for the nations of the world at large and the unity of god's vision stipulates that irrespective of god's individualistic vision for people for families and for communities the end result would always be the same so what we are trying to state or what i'm trying to say by this is that there is what the plurality of god's vision and the unity of god's vision so god's vision for families for even individuals in a very specific dimension may differ but it still falls under the broad canopy of god's unified vision brothers and sisters god is a visionary and all of creation is proof of the handiwork of a visionary look at the earth the heavens the constellations and all of creation are what a living proof or living proofs that god is a visionary more specifically you can look at what the rising of the sun to the setting of the same from the movement of the clouds without support rainfall the way of a bird in the skies the movement of fish in water when you look at a baby in the womb the suspension of the earth without pillars and more you can only stand in awe of how much of a visionary our god is time will not permit me to give us other amazing examples of how much of a visionary our god is and so this brings us to the next question what is god's vision for man what is the broad canopy of god's vision for mankind 
what is the broad umbrella what is the scope of god's vision for man and that will take us back to genesis chapter 1 verse 26 genesis chapter 1 verse 26 then god said let us make man in our image stop there then god said let us make man in our image genesis chapter 1 verse 26 spells out god's vision for making man god said let us make man in our image the phrase in our image is god's primary vision for creating man god wanted man to first and foremost bear his image before anything will come to bear before any other thing will be made manifest god's primary his first and foremost his preceding reason for making man is his vision for making man and what is it that we would bear his image many have thought erroneously or limitedly that god's image is someone with human features many have thought that god's image refers to two eyes one nose one mouth two arms one head etc but brothers and sisters god's image is beyond this what then is god's image because we want to find out what is god's image let us make man in our image what is god's image what do we call god's image what is a true representation and reflection of god's image because the reason is that our revelation of creation will never be complete until we discover what god's image is our understanding of god's vision will be distorted until we discover what god's image is creation will be abused until we have this understanding what is god's image god said let us make man in our image so many have thought that once you see a human being with human features that is the image of god no it is beyond that it is a limited understanding of what god's image is hallelujah praise god are we trying to say forgive my language that when you see a cripple that is the image of god when you see a blind man that is the image of god when you see an amputated man is that the image of god is that an image of god well you may have thought that the person was born and probably lost his or her arms or whatever to an accident fine what about those who are born deformed from the womb is that the image of god is god deformed is god deformed so we must redefine our understanding of the image of god and in discovering what god's image is we will be looking at two scriptures two anchor scriptures for it is written that by the testimony of two or three witnesses a matter shall be what established second corinthians the fourth chapter reading the third to the fourth verse and also we'll be looking at colossians the first chapter reading from the 13th to the 15th verse so first and foremost let's look at second corinthians chapter 4 from verse 3 to 4. 
he says but even if our gospel is veiled it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the god of this age has blinded who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of christ who is the image of god should shine on them who is the image of god he says lest the light of the gospel of the glory of christ of christ who is the image of god should shine on them should shine on them so from this scripture we can deduce that what the christ is the image of god jesus christ is the image of god let's look at colossians chapter 1 from verse 13 to 15. colossians chapter 1 from verse 13 to 15 reading from the king james version who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins who is the image of the invisible god the firstborn of every creature watch this carefully who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have what redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins who is the image the image of the invisible god the firstborn of every creature this scripture is to buttress the fact that jesus christ is the image of god so from the verses above we can deduce we can conclude we can verify we can ascertain that jesus christ is the image of god by this understanding and revelation we can or let us paraphrase genesis chapter 1 verse 26 i want us to paraphrase genesis chapter 1 verse 26 by this revelation and understanding because we read initially that god said let us make man in our image and we have now discovered what the image of god is or who the image of god is or what is the true representation of the image of god so in paraphrasing genesis 1 26 we would have something like this then god said let us make man to look like jesus christ mm. then god said let us make man to take the form of jesus christ then god said let us make man in the semblance of jesus christ if we are to paraphrase Genesis 1 verse 26, this is how it's going to look like. So the image of God is who? Jesus Christ. Now, there is another very interesting scripture that throws more light on what I've said so far. Let's look at John chapter 14 from verse 8 to 9. John chapter 14 from verse 8 to 9. Reading from the New King James Version. Philip said to him, Lord show us the father and it is sufficient for us show us the father and it is what sufficient for us jesus said to him 
have i been with you so long and yet you have not known me philip he who has seen me has seen the father so how can you say show us the father so by the words of jesus christ he said philip if you have seen me you have seen the father because i am the image of the father i am the image of the father jesus christ is the image of god ladies and gentlemen this is god's primary vision for mankind that every man will bear the semblance of jesus christ because jesus christ is the perfect prototype of the father he is the full expression of the godhead in body form he is the summary the totality and the perfect picture of god's personality Jesus is the dream come true of the creator, a man that fully represents him and his divine purposes. Until all men or many men come to the knowledge of Christ and conform to his image, God's vision isn't fully achieved. That every man will bear the semblance of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is the perfect prototype of the Father. He is the full expression of the Godhead in body form. He is the summary, the totality, and the perfect picture of God's personality. Jesus Christ is the dream come true of the Creator. A man that fully represents him and his divine purposes. Brothers and sisters, the goal isn't to be like Moses. Thank God for Moses. The goal is not to become like Elijah. Thank God for Elijah. Thank God for people like Solomon, for people like David, for people like Joseph, or any other patriarch or prophet you know or have probably heard of. The goal is not to become like any of these because none of these people was able to represent God in his entirety except Jesus Christ. None of these people were able to represent God in his entirety. Many of them only represented a dimension of God. But Jesus Christ was a full representation of the entirety of God. So he said to Philip, if you have seen me, you haven't seen a part of the Father. You have seen the totality of the Father. I am a full representation of the image of God so what is the vision of God to have men look like or after Jesus Christ this is God's primary vision for creating man so it's okay to be called David (laughs) it's okay for your name to be Solomon Michael whatever but you must carry the image of Jesus Christ that is God's vision for mankind let us make man in our image And in our image means that in the image of Jesus Christ. To look like Jesus. To look, which means that there are many men that are not in the image of God, but they are men. In fact, many theologians are of the belief 
that Adam was not the first man that God created. It is believed that there was a species, a generation and a type of creation of men that did not bear God's image. And so a time came that God said, this time around, let us make man in our image. That is what many theologians believe. It is still on the table of discussion. Hallelujah. So now that we know God's vision for mankind, now that we have discovered God's vision for mankind, what's next? We have understood what God's vision is. We have understood that God's vision is what? To create man in the image of himself and we have discovered what the image of god is what's next what do we do with this knowing what do we do with this understanding the answer is captured in acts chapter 26 verse 19 acts chapter 26 verse 19 therefore king agrippa i was not disobedient to the heavenly vision Acts chapter 26 verse 19, reading from the New King James Version. This is Paul speaking. Paul said, Therefore, O Queen Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. To the heavenly vision. To the heavenly vision. So Paul was saying that he was exposed to the heavenly vision. Not the heavenly visions. Not the heavenly visions or the heavenly vision. So he wasn't really talking about visions of the heavens or necessarily being captured in the heavens and shown things. No, he was talking about the heavenly vision, a definite vision amongst the many visions he may have had or probably had. Because the truth is that many are disobedient to the heavenly vision many more have no interest in god's vision it is all about their vision it is all about their vision your vision is useless until it is connected to the fulfillment of god's vision for example if you find yourself in an organization and then the board comes out with a three-year vision a five-year vision they are expecting that at managerial and departmental levels visions will be bet to foster the vision of the board and so at that point you would also have to probably come out with your own vision that will align with the departmental vision the sectorial vision the branches vision in order that at the end of the day the overall vision of the organization will be achieved so irrespective of how bright how amazing how well articulated your vision is if it is not contributing to the vision of your branch your department your sector then the vision is useless and at the end of the day your award or promotion is going to be based on how much of your vision is helping the organization achieve their overall objectives it is the same in the kingdom of god at the end of the day the issue is not going to be what you achieved what you built the empires you were able to establish the business no at the end of the day the question is how did your vision contribute to the heavenly vision 
so paul is telling us that after he encountered the light of god's vision he was not disobedient so what did he do as proof that he was not disobedient to god's vision to the heavenly vision what did he do what was the proof what can we lay hold on what was visibly clear or what was visible enough as a testament that he wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision he submitted to authority and learned we saw how he submitted to the authority the leadership of ananias for a season he fasted and prayed he preached the gospel he taught the gospel he evangelized in many locations he wrote books he built churches he raised and mentored people he ministered to the needs of people through healings through impartations through deliverances he suffered for the gospel this in my opinion were the 10 things that paul did that was a testament that he was not disobedient to the heavenly vision that he was aligned to god's vision so what does it mean to us as believers at an individual level what does it mean what it means is that anytime you win souls you are obeying the heavenly vision it is beyond religion oh you must be a soul winner and the reason why many are not taking soul winning serious is because they don't understand how their soul winning activities are contributing to god's overall vision they have not come to a place of realization that they are part of god's vision they are the instruments of god's vision and that god's vision can find fulfillment through them like paul we have to become obedient to the heavenly vision it is one vision that men will become like christ it cannot happen without soul winning and many other things many structures that god has put in place to ensure that this vision is achieved so anytime you win souls you are what being obedient to the heavenly vision anytime you come to church you are participating in god's vision because another way to become like the christ is to be informed the bible says that he called them god unto whom the word of the lord came so your constant being in church being informed being reformed being conformed and being transformed is making you more and more like jesus more and more like jesus more and more like jesus there is a mystery in the book of genesis that jacob recruited the bible said this jacob wanted his animals to look like something he was desiring and so all he did was that he picked up a plank of a tree and then he shaped it in a certain way and put it at a place where these animals can see it time and time and again and the bible testifies that with time they began to look like what they were looking at so the more you come to church it is beyond fulfilling your religious obligation it is a structure that god has put in place to ensure that his vision is achieved what is the vision of god let us make man in our image what is the image of god men like christ coming to church is not religious it is not to mark register not to make your pastor happy no it is what a part of what fulfilling you are actually participating in god's vision 
anytime you invite somebody to church you are facilitating god's vision it means that you are what ensuring that more and more people are coming into that space where god's vision can be achieved do you know that even at organizational levels for visions to be achieved it is not only left with management or the board to set out clearly what they want to achieve in the next five years three years ten years no there are structures that are put in place to ensure that this vision is achieved what do they do they establish offices they provide computers internet they provide allowances and what they provide salaries they create a system what are all these things trying to do it is not for fun it is to ensure that at the end of the day the vision is achieved there are marketing strategies that are put in place sometimes even locations are specified so that is why some organizations don't have their branches everywhere because at the present level it does not align with their organizational objective or goal or aim for the season much of god's vision can be achieved or cannot be achieved outside the church no no that was why in the days of old temples were built and god is still building temples many have asserted that it is a waste of time and resources to build churches why because these people are alienated from the vision of god they feel like building factories and building empires which is not bad which is not evil but this alone cannot help or ensure that god's vision is fulfilled this is the vision of men this is the vision of men so inviting somebody to church means that you are bringing that person into a certain atmosphere and a space where god's vision for mankind of whom the person you invited is a part of can attain fulfillment what again anytime you give in church you are pushing god's vision it is beyond you know religious sanctification no anytime you give you are doing what you are pushing god's vision onto fulfillment because one of the wheels on which the gospel runs is money finances resources so giving is ensuring that what you are pushing god's vision hallelujah anytime you serve in church you are playing a part in god's vision anytime you pray for souls and the gospel you are contributing to god's vision brothers and sisters these are structures that god has put in place to foster his vision this is how to partake in god's vision even more reading the bible it is more than just having your quiet time and 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 you know fulfilling your religious obligation that oh you must have your quiet time as a christian many don't do it because they don't know that in doing so they are what fostering establishing god's vision for their lives and by extension making themselves available for the full manifestation of god's vision even back to the organizational setting there are times when people will go for leadership trainings people will go back to school go for msc phd doctorate whatever it is sometimes the organization will pay for an all expense paid trip for some selected individuals to travel abroad to learn relearn and unlearn in order that the vision can be achieved education is part of god's vision studying the word 
listening to the Wednesday podcast. When you do things like this, you are availing yourself for the fulfillment of God's vision. This is how God's vision is. This is how to contribute to God's vision. This is success. Listen, there is one interesting thing I want you to note. That the provisions of God flow in the direction of his vision. The provision of God flows in the direction of his vision. So if you want to enjoy God's provision, align with his vision. Align with his vision. Align with his vision. The people that are paid the most, even at organizational levels, of course, this may not be entirely true. But much of the reason is who is contributing more to the vision. Who is contributing more to the vision earns more salary. What are you contributing to the kingdom? How are you aligning? God has a vision. Ladies and gentlemen, God has a vision for mankind. A broad vision for mankind. With time, we will look at other segmentations of the vision of God. His vision for specific individuals, for nations, for families, and many other things. I would like to end with this question. Do you know God's vision for mankind? And the question that follows this is is, is from what Paul said. Are you obedient to the heavenly vision? Or you are all about your vision? Take time to ponder over this. Wherever you are, begin to pray. Begin to pray. Mandigo Valahasa. Libaroski Vrandegebe. Father, in the name of Jesus, light has come. Understanding has come. We have come to understand that, oh Lord, you have a vision. You had a vision for creating man. That vision has not changed. That many will come unto conformity to the Christ. Many will align to the Christ. Who is a true picture and representation of how you want mankind to look like. How you want us to look like. Physically, spiritually. In the name of Jesus. Grant us grace. In the name of Jesus. To be partakers of this vision. In word and in deed. Grant us grace to be extensions of this vision. To be contributors, facilitators, and ensurers of this vision. For it is written that we are co-laborers with Christ. We are co-laborers with God. Lord, we align. This morning, this afternoon, this evening, we align. In the name of Jesus. And we know that from today, every other activity that is specific to our christian journey is not just a religious act but deliberate structures that you in your wisdom have put in place to ensure that your vision is achieved lord we are committed to your vision we are committed to your vision our visions are aligning with your vision everything that we pursue and undertake is to see to it that your vision is achieved for it is written seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness of which his vision is a part of then every other thing will be added lord this day we align in jesus mighty name we pray amen oh hallelujah 
wherever you are celebrate jesus give him praise honor and exalt him in jesus name amen i hope you were blessed by this message um i'm entreating you to take time to listen to this message over and over again and assess yourself realign yourself that after this information you'll be informed reformed conformed and transformed till i come your way once again next week my name is pastor mark lead pastor of the heroes church remember god has a vision and you are a part of god's vision i love you so much remain blessed bye bye thanks for listening we hope you were blessed by this message for this and more follow pastor mark on instagram and facebook and remember to share this message with friends and loved ones stay connected we celebrate you